Welcome to the Live Rad Learn podcast, where we are learning and growing through stories, a lot of them horse-related, but kind of like a good horse movie, anyone can enjoy it. This is your host, Sarah Higner, and when I am not hosting this podcast, I'm hosting the Author Shenanigans podcast. So if you love to read, hop on over there and enjoy some shenanigans. I also am a mom, a wife, and an author which is brand new and pretty exciting. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. All right, y'all, here we go. I am starting a series this week all about the Kentucky Derby. And I'm also trying something new. I'm on Instagram Live, I think. I'm not exactly sure how this works while I record the podcast. And so I'm going to be popping in every day this week if I can get it done and just talk Kentucky Derby because it's a big week. It's like a national holiday in my world. I think the whole, everything should stop for the Derby. Does it not? Okay. I'm going to move my microphone a little bit closer. Um, Everything should stop for the Derby. I don't know if it does or not, but it does in my world. And so every time people find out that I have been to the Derby, questions just start flowing. And this is the deal. Not only have I been to the Derby, but I've uh oh, having mic issues here. I've done it from the front side, the back side, the inside, the outside. I have been all over the Derby and done it in so many different ways. And so I just want to share what it's like because it is like no other experience. Like you, you can't compare it to anything. And so, and I have people every year. Granted, not this year because COVID has messed everything up. That are like, Sarah, let's go to the Derby. It's only $100 to get in. And I'm like, uh, no. (laughs) Because once you have been from the good seats, you never want to go back to the bad seats. So um, let's talk a little bit about this. And also, my goal is I'm going to pop in every day this week. And so if you have questions... Today, I'm just going to talk about like my, like what it's like and my experience. And then tomorrow I'm going to be answering questions that people send in. So if you have my number, text me, if you see me on Instagram, DM me, uh, whatever, ask me questions about the Derby and tomorrow I will be chatting all about it. So the Kentucky Derby. Now, what is it? Y'all are probably like, what in the world? It is the greatest two minutes in sports, the run for the roses. It's a horse race. Seems obvious, but I guess not everyone knows. But if you're listening to my podcast, you probably know. But anyway, it's a horse race and it is for three year old horses. Okay. They can be boys or girls, but they got to be three years old and they have to qualify for it. So in horse racing, there are purses and um, they, it's like the top 20, I think, three year olds in earnings get invited to the Derby. If I, I never actually paid attention to the qualification, but it's the top three year olds in the country. And I will say it is mostly boy horses or colts is what they call them. And so you will know like when a filly, a girl horse is in the Derby, they make a big deal about it. Um, The day before the Derby is a race called the Kentucky Oaks. And the Kentucky Oaks is just for the fillies. And so they often, trainers will not put their girl horses in, put their fillies in for the Derby just because... um, (laughs) because sometimes boys are faster. I don't know. And uh, and it's a lot, all that testosterone going on with the boy horses. So, but when a girl horse shows up, like I have a Zenyatta poster in my house because 
she was such a bad mare. Um, you know, they she put those boys to shame, and it was amazing. Okay, so anyway, just as a side note, you may notice there's not many girls in the Derby, and that's why, because they're running on Kentucky Oaks Day the day before. Um, now, what's it like to be a local? In Louisville, I went to the University of Louisville, and school shuts down about two weeks before every other college in the country because all of Louisville shuts down for the Derby. It's an entire week of celebrations. There is this event called Thunder Over Louisville, which is a fireworks show, and they have like the big fighter pilot things that do air tricks and stuff. There's a uh, mattress race. I never partook in any of this because I was so busy when I was in school because I was working on the racetrack super early in the morning and I was going to school and I was playing polo and doing all this stuff. And so I never actually participated in anything other than the derby itself. But there was the mattress races sounded so funny and like people literally put mattresses on wheels and I think they decorate them like floats and then they race around some course. And so, uh, there's, oh, there's the Kentucky Derby princesses, which is kind of like a pageant, but kind of not. I actually competed in it my last year in Louisville and I didn't get called back. So I didn't get it, but that's okay because I got something way cooler, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, that is actually done like in the a couple months leading up to the Derby and it's like an interview process and all kinds of stuff. And then you'll see them on TV. They get special seating and they get to be on NBC and it's like six girls. I think they get chosen to be Kentucky Derby princesses and they represent the Derby. Um, there's just so much stuff and the whole town shuts down to celebrate. And something I loved about living in Louisville is like, you know, on in Virginia, I, I never watch the news anymore, but when you turn on the news, you know, they're going to talk about, basketball and they're going to talk for sports. They're going to talk about basketball or baseball or whatever the big sport, you know, is in season. Well, in Louisville, you turn on the sports section of the news or whatever, you open up the newspaper front page, always horse racing. It is very big. Like the world revolves around horse racing in Louisville. And I just love that you walk into restaurants and there's always like wind photos of horses. And it's just in the atmosphere, a love for horse racing, even if you've never, even for most people have never touched a horse in Louisville, but they love the racing. And, um, and so that's like one of my favorite parts. So different ways you can do the Derby. First of all, you can watch it from the comfort of your couch on NBC. And y'all, I gotta be honest, NBC kills it with Derby coverage. I may be partial because I worked for them for a couple years, but they kill it. And they just create such a cool experience of watching it from the couch. And, no, nothing can compare to being live, but I have to be honest, NBC's coverage is so good. And it, honestly, it's better than the cheap seats in a lot of ways. So if the, the, the main way most people do derby is they get tickets to the infield and the infield is the center of the track. It's so the track is a big oval. It's like a mile and a quarter mile. I think it's a one mile track. I should know this. I like actually wrote on it. It's a one mile track, I think. And so um, in the middle of that one mile track is they, they have concerts and all kinds of stuff while the Derby is happening. There's like country music singers and all kinds of things going on in the middle. And to be honest, they have, when I, so 
I don't know, 15 years ago when I went to the Derby for the first time, my husband, who was my boyfriend, then we got tickets to the infield and it is insane. It's just like masses of people and they're all completely plastered. And then you could find a little spot by the fence and sit in the grass and watch the, you know, little segments of the horses go by. And so that's what we did. We found a little spot kind of close to the finish line. They they didn't have the finish line available. They had like bleachers and stuff all over that part. But, you know, kind of close to the finish line. Um, and so you could see the like the horses would gallop by you and it shakes the ground. And it's incredible. And so that's what we did the first time. And we have a photo of it and it is so cute. Um, but since then, they have like lined the entire edge of the infield with tents like VIP tents and VIP seating and all this stuff. And so if you go to the infield, you really don't see actual horses the whole day. You can see them on TV screens and you get to see country music artists and you get to drink a lot, but uh, not much horse racing actually noticed in the infield at the Kentucky Derby. So that's where the mega partiers go. And it is like a huge party. So if you're into that, you would love the infield. Okay. Then there are grand or there are general admission tickets. General admission means you can get in to Churchill Downs, but you don't have a seat. And if you don't have a seat, you can't actually see the races except again on the TVs. And one thing you can do though, is there's a paddock is what they call it. And that's where the horses come and they get the, they get tacked up and you could see they do the um, riders up call and the jockeys get thrown up on their horses and stuff. And that's the paddock. And so if you have general admission, you can just kind of meander around the, they call it the front side of the track and you might get to get close to the paddock. There are people who literally camp out starting like as soon as the track opens, they go and they stake a place by the paddock and the paddock has just it's like in thousands of people surrounding it. And so if you want to do general admission and see the horses, which is what people do, they'll literally camp out. And like, it's like doing Times Square in New York. Like you have to claim your spot super early and not relinquish it. I don't know if those people don't drink all day or what they do. How do they not have to pee? But um, that's how you can like see actual horses and do general admission. And that's pretty cheap too. I think it's like 50 bucks or something. And then... Uh, there are like grandstand tickets, I think is what they call it. And grandstand is the worst seats in the house. I got to be honest, my first, um, my second year going to the Derby, my parents came up and we got all dressed up and we had our hats and we were so excited and we did the grandstand and you are like packed in there like sardines. And if you're short, which I am, you literally see like none of the race. <laughs> because I'm short. Now, if I was tall, wouldn't be that big of a deal. And then you go to eat, you go to grab some food and it is like the crowds are just pressing in on you all like all around you. And it, if you're claustrophobic, if you have issue with crowds, grandstand is rough. Now I got to be honest, if it's your first time and you can't afford a box and you really want the experience, freaking do it. Just know that it's going to be, well, I don't know what it's going to be like after COVID. If it goes back to normal, I have no idea if it will or not, but if it goes back to normal, it's insane and you're packed in like a sardine, but it's, you're there though, you know? And so like, yeah, it's, it's tight and it's super crowded, but it's the experience, which is what it's all about. So my parents went and they said, I would rather watch it from TV. 
that was their takeaway. They didn't love it. They didn't like the crowds. They didn't like that. They couldn't really see anything. They thought they were going to like have a box or something, I guess. I don't know. Um, but it was like, even just going to get food is insane. So just this, this is the thing y'all I'm all about adventures. And if you don't have five grand to drop on a box or even more, it's probably more than that. Uh, just go on the adventure, spend a couple hundred dollars on a grandstand seat and call it a day. And just know like you're going to be packed in like sardines and it's still going to be awesome. Wear comfortable shoes. Okay. So that is grandstand. Then there are the boxes. Dun, dun, dun. Y'all, the boxes are incredible. And so I'm going to be honest, I've never paid for a box, but a couple years after, um, after I graduated, I got a job working for NBC and it was so cool. So what I did, I was not a TV personality. People always think that and I'm flattered, but I'm like, no, I am not that good at anything or not that like wanted on TV. But anyway, I was what they call a spotter and a spotter is somebody. Okay. If you, when you watch the race on camera, it is masses and masses of people. Like I think like 300,000 people or something. Um, and so when you're watching it, there's so many people, well, they are getting these real, it's all live. It's mind boggling how they do it. So they have cameras on the trainers, on the owners for the favorite horses, for the ones that they want to watch or the ones that have the best stories, which is another reason I love the TV coverage. They give such great stories, um, but they have the cameras on them. And so if going from the paddock to the race, to the racetrack and then up to the owner's boxes, it's really hard when you're carrying a camera and some of the cameras have to be plugged in and attached to cords because they don't have enough wireless cameras to do it. And so they're having to like fight the crowds and keep up with these guys and they don't even know who they are, what they look like. And so they hire spotters for like $200 a day. It was way less than minimum wage, but it was totally worth it for the experience. Um, and the spotter helps the cameraman find whoever we were assigned to. So like, my first or second year, maybe it was my second year, I was assigned to Carl Nafsker. Well, I worked for Carl Nafsker before I left Kentucky. It was my very last job. Um, technically, I worked for his, uh, for Ian Wilkes, who was like Carl's, he had been an assistant and then he went off on his own. Um, and Carl was kind of working towards retirement. So we only had a handful of horses in training. And so I worked for Ian, but Carl would come out to the track and watch the horses go. And so I knew Carl and because I knew him, I got paired with him for spotting and his horse street sense won that year. And so I got to go to the winner's circle of the freaking Kentucky Derby. And so when you're with an owner, y'all, this is when I'm like, this is when it pays to be famous. The famous people who for, I don't know if they paid for this or if they just like people who own horses and have a lot of money want to be friends with them or something. I don't know. But you're in the paddock, you know, tracking your trainers and stuff. When you work for NBC, I had an all access pass to the entire track. So I got to go up to Millionaire's Row. Uh, I went, like, I didn't need to go. I just went because I could and I wanted to see what it was like. Because you always see it on TV. And I was like, what's this all about? It's just a big banquet room with food. They just have food all day and they have the highest seats so they can see the whole way around the track. Um, and they have the fanciest bathrooms. Okay. They don't have to fight the crowds. That's the beauty of millionaires row. But anyway, so 
In the paddock, which to me is the coolest place on Derby Day, you're surrounded by thousands of people staring at you and you get to be there close to the horses. And there's all these famous people in the paddock. Like one day I was there on my husband's birthday and I got his birthday card signed by like five different movie stars and like an NFL player and stuff. Oh, I saw Joey Fatone. <laughs> I got his autograph. Um, but you know, you're just, you're in there with all these movie stars, which I don't even, I don't understand why they're there, but they are. And, and so you get to be close to the horses and then when it's time to go for the race, because you're all access and because at the, for the actual derby, you're following your trainer or your owners, you get to watch the race from the owner's box or the trainer's box, which is basically the same thing. And it's the best seats in the house. It's absolutely incredible. And so the, I'm going to finish this up with the, the horse race. It's a whole day of horse races. The derby has Derby Day has I'm a race card of probably 14 races. I'm really just throwing a number out there. It's like a race an hour starting at like 10 a.m. They do it, they space them out like 50 minutes apart. And so uh so you've watched all these races all day. And the Derby is just it's it's months of for the people who've been in the game, it's months of following these three-year-olds or before that two-year-olds, you follow their two-year-old career, then you follow their three-year-old career. It's staking your, you know how like when you follow a football team and you put your pride on it, well, you've been putting your, you've been talking about this three-year-old, this is the one you believe, this is the one that's going to win it. And there's just so much hope and excitement put into that two minutes. And then you throw in some money because the betting is legal at Churchill Downs. And so I always go with like 20 bucks. I am not a big gambler. I go with $20. I go with enough that like, if I lose it, I won't be heartbroken. Okay. And so I have a few dollars on the race and I do like really basic win place show bets and, and the race goes off and it's, and the entire crowd of 150,000 plus people takes a simultaneous breath. And it's the best moment because you've there's been the pageantry and there's been the singing of the songs and there's all the National Guard people lined up and there's it's so much. And then it's everything just takes a breath and the bell rings and the horses explode from the gates and then the crowd goes wild and these horses are galloping and it's, and you're like, please don't let anybody get hurt. I hope my horse wins. Oh no. So-and-so is boxed in. Is he going to be able to get out? And the race announcer is calling and it's just so incredible. And then they come around the far turn and you're like, Oh my gosh, my horse might have a chance or, Oh my gosh, my horse is in last place or, you know, and it's, the excitement and it's all for two minutes and then it's over and people just like leave their mint julep glasses and they throw their tickets down or they run to the win window to collect their money and it's the coolest experience and then you immediately you finish the derby and you're like i wonder if the winner is going to run in the preakness because it's all about the triple crown then and so it's just the coolest experience to be a part of and again i did it from all angles. I worked on the track when I was there. And so I really got to got the feel of what it was like as a horseman getting ready for the Derby. But then I also was like a peon on the track. And so I got the feeling of what it's like to be normal, you know, to like 
watch it in the grandstands and be packed in like a sardine. And so anyway, the Derby is such a cool experience. And tomorrow I'm going to be answering questions. And then the next day I'm going to talk about how to pick your Derby horse because we all got to pick a horse here. So we're going to talk about how to pick a winner. Are you ready for that? All right. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Live, Ride, Learn podcast, possibly live on Instagram. I'm really not sure because I don't know what I'm doing on Instagram live. I could have just done like a two second video and be done. I don't know. But anyway, thank you all for tuning in. Tune in tomorrow to learn more and be sure to shoot me your questions so I can answer all the questions about what it's like to be at the Derby, how to pick a horse, any questions y'all have about horse racing. I am not an expert, but I have know a lot more than most people. (laughs) All right. Y'all have a great day. That's a wrap. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Live, Ride, Learn podcast with your host, Sarah Hickner. As always, if you loved it, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend who you think would also enjoy it. You know, whatever. Find me on Instagram at Live, Ride, Learn. I'd love to connect with you and you can DM me and share your thoughts. And um, that's it. Y'all have a great day. And don't forget, have grace for yourself grace for others, grace for the journey, because Jesus has grace for you.